4: Hey, everybody. I am here to welcome the vegans, the veg curious, the Unity people who have wandered by onto this show on Unity Online Radio. Such a pleasure to have everybody with us today or whenever you happen to be listening to this broadcast. It's so exciting to think that I am talking to you on a beautiful spring day in April of 2013, and you could be listening, golly, any time in the future. It's almost like somebody finding a time capsule. So wherever you are, whenever you're listening, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you are listening to us live on this Wednesday afternoon, This can be a two-way call, you know. You can call us and chat with me or chat with our guests who will be coming up in a few minutes. Our number is 888-558-6489. We would love to hear what you have to say. What we're going to be talking about later on on Main Street Vegan, and I think I did not introduce myself, although I was introduced by the lovely announcer, I'm Victoria Moran, and I am a Main Street Vegan, and I wrote a book called Main Street Vegan, and absolutely believe that this is such a delightful way of life, physically, spiritually, and every other kind of way. Now, I used to be overweight, But that wasn't the half of it. I was miserable. Now, you know, people come in all shapes and sizes. And I certainly do not believe that everybody ought to look like they just came off the cover of Vogue. And I also don't understand why to be on the cover of Vogue, a woman has to look a certain way. That's never really been explained to me in a way that I understand it, except that, It helps to sell clothes if you hang them on somebody who doesn't have a lot going on themselves, curves-wise. But what was a real problem for me when I was overweight was that I was also overeating. I was eating for a fix, and my life was so sad. I just didn't like what I was doing, so... One day, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though it was 30 years ago, I prayed. Now, I had prayed to lose weight a million trillion times, but this particular day, I was just so sick and tired of being sick and tired that I actually prayed from my heart. And I don't think you can force that. I think it either happens or it doesn't. And I just said, God, I don't care if I'm ever thin. Would you please just make me free? And you know, sometimes you just pray a prayer and it seems to go like straight (laughs) to the heart of the matter and to the heart of God. And things started opening up for me, and I was led to people who had been down this path before and actually knew that there was a way out for somebody like me. Now, the reason that I am giving you all of this history is that after our first break, we're going to bring on one lovely guest and then another following her. And they both have a similar topic. Lainey Mulerath will be talking about her book, Fit Quickies. Five-Minute Targeted Body Shaping Workouts. Now, Lainey is someone who has lost weight herself. She's a celebrity coach for the PCRM 21-Day Vegan Kickstart. She's an athlete, and she has a lot of fitness and nutrition certifications. And then I'll be bringing on Mary Clifton, MD, with her daughter, who also is an MD, Um, And wrote a book called Waste Away, How to Joyfully Lose Weight and Supercharge Your Life. And I am thrilled to be talking in a lovely, lighthearted way about what we can do just with diet and exercise to transform a body. But to anybody who is using food the way I used to use food, it's going to take more than that. And you probably already know that because you've probably already done the diet thing a whole bunch of times. I know for me, I really wanted to be vegan because I just thought, oh, how I would love to not be exploiting those poor little baby calves. That milk is supposed to be theirs and those sweet mother cows who don't want to lose the baby. And those poor precious little baby boy chicks that get killed in the egg factories because there's no place for them. I so wanted to do it, but I couldn't because I was binge eating. So if that is the situation of anybody who is hearing this broadcast, then please, number one, don't blame yourself. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means that you've got an illness. And just like if it was another illness, you know, you just fix it. You go take care of it. So my suggestion would be look for a way to deal with what's going on on the inside I know for most addictions, the 12-step program is tried and true. I always recommend Overeaters Anonymous. You can find them at OA.org online. They've got meetings in person and online and on the phone all the time. There's even one with a vegetarian-vegan focus, a telephone meeting, which is, is kind of a sweet thing. But they'll teach you the 12 steps, just like were invented by AA way back in the 1930s, and they're tried and true, and they still work. So we're going to be talking about the fun outer part of eating great food and working out and learning how to love it and doing it in the time you've got. But just in case there's more going on for you, I just want you to know that I I recognize that, I acknowledge that, and I can tell you that for somebody who for nearly 30 years now has not had to hurt myself with a fork or what's on the end of the fork, there is an answer, there is a way out, and you're going to find it. God bless you. Now we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I will be introducing someone enchanting that you will so want to know, Miss Laney Mulerath of Fit Quickies. So stay with us, and we'll be back with more Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio.
2: As Unity Online Radio continues to expand its programming and outreach to the world, we count on the support of listeners like you. Please make your donation today. Go to www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now.
3: What if you could experience vibrant health, amazon.com or your favorite bookseller
2: what if you were intentional about your life committed to having more energy and being more vibrant join reverend temple hayes senior minister of first unity at unity campus in st petersburg florida as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. Empower your life and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
4: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Main Street Vegan. I'm Victoria Moran. So happy to have you with us today and so happy to welcome my wonderful guest, Lanny Muelrath. It's always really special for me when I can have somebody on this show that I've met. And I did meet Lanny last year <laughs> at Farm Sanctuary in Orland, California. So it was really fun. We were there doing celebration for the turkeys and hanging out with pigs and turkeys and goats <laughs> and cows. And it was just so, so much fun. I, I gave you some of, of Lanny's many luminosities a minute ago. Let me give you a couple more. She's a health and fitness expert for Vegan Mainstream. She's fitness advisor for the Dr. John McDougall Health and Medical Center discussion boards. She has a master's in physical education and she's an associate professor at Butte College. Her website is her name, lannymuelrath.com and that's M U E L R A T H. and we are here to talk about her lovely new book, Fit Quickies, Five-Minute Targeted Body Shaping Workouts. Hey, Lanny. Hi, Victoria. Thanks so much for having me on today. It is a total, total pleasure. I love to talk to fitness people because I need to be motivated to be fit. I get <laughs> to the gym nearly every day, but nearly every day I need to be motivated to do it. So for those people who are listening who are not just getting up every morning and tying on their sneakers and being happy about it. Talk to us. How do we get motivated?
5: <laughs> well, that's where actually five-minute fitness, doesn't that just fan the flames of hope in your heart? It <laughs> you can really get a lot more done, the research tells us, in five minutes than we ever thought possible. And what I like to do is really see that as an inroad to open the door to people, to to. For opportunity and possibility, but you brought up something really important, Victoria. You just said you get to the gym every day, but you r- rarely really want to go. Is that correct? Oh, I would say that's correct. <laughs> well, what you've got <laughs> going on it's here. for the salt. <laughs> that's, that's really important to bring up because people look at me and they think, well, she's in fitness, she must always want to work out and just really be excited about it each and every time. But that's not true, just as you said. But what you can develop Is a mindset mastery about it where you are able to see the long-term benefits and look ahead to how you know you're going to feel when you're done. How you know you're going to fit in your clothes the next day and the next day and the next day. How your energy levels are going to be. How your physical confidence is going to be strengthened. These are all benefits of physical activity. So it's a matter of being connected with the outcomes that you know are going to give you much better life.
4: Well, it's absolutely true that how you feel, how I feel when I leave the gym is just spectacular. Mm -hmm. And also when I can see my tricep muscle instead of just, you know, the kind of little looseness that comes when someone is no longer Uh 25. It's cool. It's a good thing. Now, when I see fit quickies and five minutes, I think about all the things that I've read for all my life about, you know, you have to do your aerobic stuff for at least 20 minutes and Mm -hmm. you have to do all these things. But you're saying five minutes will do something for you?
5: Yes. As a matter of fact, the latest research tells us that we could take... For muscle training, which we all need to strengthen our muscles for health and vitality, you don't need to do a long 40-45 minute back-to-back muscle workout to get the benefits. You could do five minutes here, five minutes there, and then over the course of the day have built a complete resistance training program. And the 14 Fit Quickies that I put together, they comprise a total body workout. So by doing each of those exercises three or so times during the week, even if it's in one block or several times throughout the day, which is great for busy people, you are getting the benefit. And I go into exactly how that works with the muscle. Now, when it comes to cardio, you need to work at about 10 minutes in time to get the system going. But you can take a 30-minute walk or workout cardio that you had planned. And if you can only fit 10 minutes in in the morning and 10 in the afternoon and a 10 at night, then you
4: are getting those
5: systemic benefits.
4: That is good to hear. Now, here's a question that I've always had. When I do cardio at the gym, if I take a class or even if I get on the treadmill and really rev it up, I sweat and I know I've worked out. Mm -hmm. Or I can go out with my dog and spend an hour – And I never really sweat or feel like I worked out. Does that count for anything? Absolutely, it does. It's really a matter of what you
5: want out of the exercise. If you are training for a marathon or triathlon or a 5K or something like that, where your speed and your ability to work harder at more ease is important, then you need to have those push times. But... If you are looking for healthy fitness as a healthy adult, by moving with a walk over a longer period of time, you are getting cardiovascular benefits.
4: Terrific. Now, you have something in your book that's called The Exercise Prescription. What is that? I go through the American College of Sports Medicine
5: guidelines for healthy adults. And what they did was took 400 research papers and compiled the evidence over 10 years of time for what comprises the exercise prescription for a healthy adult. In other words, how many times you need to do cardio each week, three to five times, depending on, like you just said, you know, how hard you're working or how much time you take, uh, how much time you need to spend in resistance training, And flexibility training. So that's I I there's so much confusion out there about well, how much of what do I need to do? And then there's the whole problem of where to fit it all in. So I solve that problem by simplifying the prescription and then showing you new ways to fit it in.
4: And and you do it in a really charming way. These are very Oh, thank you. And you are the model. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> and I, I think that's really cool because I think you haven't been 18 in you know a couple of years. Yes, if that's, if that's correct, absolutely and, correct. And you just look fabulous. Thank you. you, you. Look great you have some wonderful um, props and things that people can use if they're kind of afraid of, of doing some of the more complicated exercises. You mean as as in with weight training? Yeah, like I see that, that you have ways to protect the knees using a rolled-up towel. You you make this accessible. Nobody can say, oh, I can't do that because, no, you know, I, I once hurt my foot. Yeah, and that's actually
5: part of the plan because there is another one of the misconceptions, Victoria, is that People here, resistance training, they go equal weight training equals heavy weights, equal I don't want to, and they end up not doing anything. And I have found several in the process of researching this book, I came across several reports indicating that forget heavy, think effort. In other words, if you can figure out how to get into the muscle by aligning your body correctly and within 90 seconds of time, maximize the workload on that muscle, then you are doing just as well. And matter of fact, I think even better than using heavy weights because the heavy weights can compromise the joints and
4: create orthopedic problems, not to say scaring people off. (laughs) Right. No, I understand. You you work up to those. I think there's something magical about weights. And I have to say that even though you know, I was telling you I'm not a big exerciser – There is something genetic in me that I love weights. And I think that's Mm -hmm. because my dad was a boxer as a young man. I never knew him at that time of his life. But there's something about when my trainer will get me up to a little bit heavier weight. And when I always say trainer, I feel like I need to say, but I don't have a yacht or anything. It's like that (laughs) is my splurge in the world, that I do have a trainer because I know how important this is, and I know how I could blow it off. But when she brings me up a pound or two, I just feel like I've done something really. Yeah, important. yeah. Well, what weight are you lifting? If I gave me an example of a
5: weight you're lifting for oh, an exercise,
4: certainly nothing that would impress you. But you know, I'm kind of ten pounds for biceps, and <laughs> you well,
5: know, that's what I—that's what I mean, Victoria. That is a good weight. I'm talking about when people try to schlep out that, you know, if I can do 45 pounds for three reps, then I'm doing better than if I do 10 pounds for 15, and it ain't true. Yeah. You are better able to maintain your form, and there are all kinds of reasons for um, safety and building muscle. I, too, love the feel of resistance, and some of the exercises, some of the Fit Cookies do have weights in them. You can, I, the, the last one, the shoulder shaper. I've got some, I think it's seven-pound dumbbells in there. Absolutely. So it's I, I a mix actually,
4: I've, I've used that because I was rehabbing a shoulder for a while, and when I got your oh. book and saw that, I, I added it on. That's, that's a great one. I, Now, you said the phrase building muscle, and there are a lot of people in this world who believe that the phrase building muscle and being vegan are oxymorons, that they can't be the same thing. So tell us about your diet and how you feel about all that. Yeah, well, uh, you
5: know, Victoria, I got to tell you, this book is a Trojan horse book. To be honest, when the publisher approached me about doing the five-minute exercises, because I'd had them on my website on video in video format for a while, and they really liked them, and um, they said, "Well, let's do a book," and I said, "Fine, but it has to include the dietary plan, which is whole foods, plant-based diet, and it also has to have attention to mindset mastery." I call these like the three pillars, and having all three of them in alignment. Is essential for success. And guess what? They were really excited about it. They loved all my work in the plant based world. And they said, well, plant based is really hot now. And I thought, that's good. So <laughs> that's good uh-huh. for all of us. So you know, um,
4: it's a funny thing that it's great that it's hot, but when anything is hot, then it gets cool. <laughs> And I know there's some backlash and uh, it'll be interesting to see um, how we can stay strong when we're not cool anymore, but we're still positive and powerful. Well, I'll tell you what, if you look at it that when something
5: does look like it's on the edge of trend, it still means a whole lot more people are going to find out about it. Am I right? Is- and I just found a, a statistic on Google that in the last three years, the number of people claiming their themselves as vegan has jumped from 1% to 2.5%. I mean, that's more than doubling, and you probably know that statistic. And the number, number of searches for the word vegan on Google has also doubled in a very short period of time. So I look at it from the positive that more people are getting information. And if it only lasts them for a while and then a seed is planted for later or they learn that it's just not so odd, it really makes a whole lot of sense, then that's a fabulous thing. And my personal story is... And I tell about it in the nutrition chapter. It's a full 30-plus pages about the impact of whole foods plant-based diet on my ability to shed 50 pounds and keep them off. And I know you have had a tremendous weight loss story too.
4: Yeah, and I think it's important for those of us who have kept the weight off for an extended period to really emphasize that. Because probably the weight loss question I get asked the most is, well, how long did it take you to lose it? Mm -hmm. When that's not really the point. The point is, how long has it taken me to gain it back? (laughs) Guess what? I haven't. and I don't (laughs) intend to.
5: Very important distinction. I really like the way you put that. You know, you did ask about the muscle building uh, aspect too. And this is one of the reasons I'm glad to see this uh, hot topic of plant-based and vegan growing as well. Because we have more and more athletes coming forward with the benefit to them of eating more whole plant foods. And how it is not only not decreasing their success, but enhancing it.
4: Oh, it's exciting. We had the editor of Vegan Health and Fitness on our show last week. I love that magazine. You talk about looking for motivation to exercise. That's one of the places that I definitely get it. And it's so thrilling to see these, especially the big muscle guys who really care about animals as well as about the health aspects. Mm -hmm. It's very, very exciting. So tell us, uh, Lenny, what, what are you most excited about right now? What is going on in your life, just something that's for you or that we could be a part of, that is just making your heart sing? Because we want to know about that.
5: Well, I'll tell you what. In, it, the first thing that comes to mind is uh, in relation to the book because as an author yourself, you know that when a book comes out, it gives you a bigger platform, a bigger voice, a bigger audience. And this is giving me an opportunity to speak more and more to this wedding of simple fitness whole food plant-based diet and getting the proper mindset about it all and getting it all together and it's a way, it's a pathway to eating freedom it's a pathway to having a healthy happy relationship with food eating in your body And you know what? That's what I really wanted a healthy, happy relationship with food, eating, and my body. And I wanted to be able to be full without being fat. I I had that quest for years and I finally found it. And people who are drawn to having those results now can more and more hear the message about how to get fat. And that's what's really exciting to me right now. Um, I'm also, I travel a lot, and I'll tell you what, the whole Fit Cookies process has, Made staying in shape and keeping my shape a whole lot easier. And I travel for my work, and I also my husband and I travel several times a year for to all over the place for fun stuff: scuba diving and hiking, and you name it.
4: Which also helped keep you fit. Yeah. <laughs> it works together. Now you had a phrase that I'm not sure everybody will understand. You said eating in my body. What does that mean? Eating in my you mean that I just said. Yeah, you, t- you talked about eating in your body. You said I it twice. S- a healthy, happy relationship with food, eating, and my body. Oh, eating and your body. Okay, yes. oh, forgive me. You know, I'm listening through Skype. No, yes. I-, I thought, well, now <laughs> we're going to have to coin something like eating in my body, meaning, I don't know. Instead of for emotional reasons, I'm eating in my body. Okay, health, fitness, and your body. Well, you've covered all the bases. And you do a lot on YouTube as well, don't you? Aren't you a big video person? Yes, I have, and it's just, as you know, the
5: time really gets squeezed, so I do have some archives there, uh, messages and fitness tips and some recipes and those kinds of things.
4: Okay, and and your website, again, is com. That's L-A-N-I-M-U-E-L-R-A-T-H, and the book to get you fit, not like a year from now, but, you know, in two weeks, is Fit Quickies, 5-Minute targeted body shaping workouts and honestly when you see this woman on the cover you'll want what she's got. Thank you so much Lanny. Thanks for being on the show and inspiring us and motivating me to get to the gym again tomorrow. Well my pleasure and I also want
5: if you have a second here people yeah. to know that there is a plant-based blueprint that I put together that is available on my website and I uh, the plant-based blueprint was I I know that there's recipe books out there and there's menus, but I wanted to be able to share with people what it really looks like to eat like this day after day. And so I put together a journal of how I ate for two weeks, what I ate, um, you know, the reasons to really encourage people to enjoy what they're eating and maximize whole foods. And there's a free sample version available that anyone can download for free. And if they get the Fit Quickies book, then they can and get the 60-page document that just has recipes and all my ideas for that two weeks at a time. So it's kind of a fun way of saying thank you.
4: Ooh, ooh, I want it. I want it. Thank you. (laughs) My pleasure. Thank you, Victoria. Oh, all the best. Lenny Mulrath, Fit Quickies, thanks so much. And stay with us, everybody. We'll be back after these announcements for more Main Street Vegan on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
6: Reawaken your soul with Soul Radiance. Meditation and yoga retreat May 2nd through 5th at Unity Village. Join author Sarah McLean for a life-changing experience. Learn more at unityvillage.org slash soulradiance.
3: Whether you love the Bible or hate it, Turn to it daily or refuse to have it in your house. The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap is a program designed just for you. Unity Minister Rev. Ed Townley presents the Bible as a practical, powerful spiritual roadmap full of wisdom and guidance for the challenges of life today. A roadmap for your spiritual journey. Isn't that just what you're seeking? Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Central Time for The Bible Alive, exploring your spiritual roadmap with Rev. Ed Townley. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for Main Street Vegan. Here is your host, Victoria Moran.
4: Are you ready? Okay. Hey, everybody. I'm sorry. I didn't hear enough of my music to think it was time to come back. Whoa! When I'm talking to fabulous women, the days just go so quickly. And fabulous men, just that today is an all-girls day. And you know what? Whether you're a guy or a gal, you could actually join this conversation. Be one more woman or the token fellow. 888-558-6489. My next guest is Mary Clifton, M.D., who with her daughter, Chelsea M. Clinton, M.D., have written the sweetest, most adorable book. I love books that are visually delicious, and this book is visually delicious. The typefaces, the art, it's just so, so cute, and it's called Waste Away, How to Joyfully Lose Weight, and supercharge your life. Oh, we do need the joy in there, Doctor Clinton. Well, Clifton, I'm sorry. Welcome to the show. I had the wrong doctor for a minute. I know you got you got Doctor Clifton today. No, thank you so much for uh,
6: for having me. I'm really looking forward to this visit. Yeah, I think that joyfully is um, is is taken out of weight loss so much because you do so much. Uh, calorie reduction and not necessarily reducing, you know, the, the products that are so negative in our diet. And once you do remove a lot of the animals and the dairy, it does become a really joyful process. You feel so fantastic and you get rid of all those hormones and it just works so much better in your favor.
4: I love how you said that. This radio station is sponsored by Unity, which is is a movement that has to do with spirituality and and positivism and and joyousness while you're on Earth. And I think that what you said is so interesting. You talked about taking the negativity out of your life and removing some of these negative food products. I had never thought of it like that before. So this is sort of like a, a physical culinary way to do positive thinking, but you're doing positive consumption. I love that. Yeah, I think that's really
6: true, especially, well, I, I was very interested in this recent uh, study that compared whole fat um, dairy products to skim dairy products. <clears throat> I don't know why, Victoria, but I just always assumed that using a skim dairy product would result in decreased amounts of hormones in the, in the, in the milk or in the yogurt or in the cheese or whatever you're making with a lower fat. But actually, skim milk has more hormones in it than whole milk (laughs) because hormones are just proteins. So I guess when you remove the fat, you end up concentrating the proteins in in these drinks. So you get all those hormones that... You know, that, that just wreak all kinds of havoc and promote growth of fat and everything. So, yeah, so that's the title of my, that's the title of the book. That's the idea behind that title. And I love that you love the, the beauty of it because I felt like we get past 10 or 12 years old and all of a sudden you're just reading books that are page after page of just words so I wanted to have a lot of beautiful pictures and have it feel very inviting. So I'm glad you like it.
4: Yeah, I I like it a lot. I feel so blessed today. I've gotten to talk to two authors of two books I love so much. Now, you were telling me something earlier about studies in Europe that they think that someone who eats a lot of meat isn't eating a lot of meat by American standards. Right, every
6: time I, not every time, but when I talk to people about changing their diet, so often people will say, well, you know, Dr. Mary, everything in moderation. I don't want to go crazy here and, and really, uh, really phenomenally or fundamentally change the way I eat. So, so I cite this, uh, these German and French studies, um, and their, their, uh, prevention data, most of the studies are done in prevention data for cancer survivors, patients who, where you're trying to prevent the second cancer. And they're following people to see who has another cancer after their first diagnosis. But when they, when they look at nutrition, they make a, they consider a woman consuming just two ounces of meat a day to be a heavy meat consumer, just two ounces of meat a day. And in these studies, for men, it's three ounces. So <laughs> when folks tell me that they really want to be, you know, avoid doing something uh, drastic and they want to do everything in moderation, really, in America, two ounces a day seems like a very small amount oh, it of, does. of meat products. Yeah. And gosh, if you go over to Asia or Africa, I mean, that is a that's that's a very large amount of meat. Probably a a month supply of meat for most Asians or Africans.
4: That is fascinating. So, how how did you become? Were you a vegan first or a medical doctor first? Oh, way before
6: I was a vegan. I was a medical doctor. But then uh, but then, unfortunately, about six years ago, I went to my uh, annual exam and just had a wake-up call of my own. I got diagnosed with prediabetes and elevated cholesterol. And uh, I couldn't figure out how to get it under control uh, with any intervention. Um, and I didn't want to take pills. And then I finally sort of Figured I might try, it's probably not going to work doing a vegan diet. And then it worked within just a couple of days. So I've made it my life's mission to try to spread this word to everybody and really get uh, a a more broad, widespread adoption of vegan and vegetarian diets across the population. Because it's just too good to be true. It's just unbelievable the health that you get, you know, from, from making this lifestyle modification.
4: What sort of response do you get from your medical colleagues? Do they tell you, oh, everything in moderation? (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) You don't get a lot of support. And I think
6: uh, think it's hard to look to the traditional Western medical community for Support on something like this because it would so fundamentally change what we do, you know. And it, and, and since it is so helpful in managing all kinds of diseases like irritable bowel syndrome and constipation and, and blood pressure and cholesterol and sugar and, you know, um, depression benefits remarkably from a healthy diet, you know, it, it's, it's a hard sell for, <laughs> for a regular doc because you'll work yourself right out of business, you know, converting people to plant based diets.
4: Well, I see that you and and our our previous guests as as well had in your book, either as introductions or or, uh, testimonials, some of the vegan MDs and and PhDs that we admire a lot. You have Michael Greger, Neil Barnard, Stephen Esser. And yet it seems that the the plant-based medical doctors are this nice little group no, almost like we could all meet together every, every summer and, and have a family reunion. And some people say, "Well, well, you do. You all go to that vegetarian summer camp." <laughs> <That's laughs> yeah, I call it. I call it summer camp. <laughs> I love going <laughs> to summer camp. <laughs> but I don't understand why we see it, and our MDS, yourself included, see this. And the whole vast remainder of the profession is still doing moderation. Help me out here. Well,
6: I don't know. I suppose you could look at it a couple of ways. There's, I, and I, You could be very sinister about it, and, and I think there is a portion of it that just is the result of the research and the information just simply being swept under the rug and ignored for as long as possible so that the status quo can be maintained, right? Um, because because nobody likes change and paradigm shifts like this. This would be a really dramatic paradigm shift if you went to your family doctor and, and he asked you to you know adopt a vegan diet, but I think even if your family doctor asked you to eat more fruits and vegetables, you know we have studies that just that intervention alone, if they just did that, that would result in risk reduction in cardiovascular disease and blood pressure that would be uh, valuable for for turning the tide for the population so so there is some benefit to even doing <laughs> something in moderation, actually. There is some benefit to doing that. But I think also on a broader level, we just don't know how to talk about it because we've just never learned. You know, it's so completely removed from our training. And, and I don't understand why or when or how that happened, how it, we became so completely avoidant of talking about nutrition and in the 11 years of training I got before I, before I uh, went out into private practice. But we sure did. I mean, perhaps an hour of training during my whole medical school. So you know, when people asked me stuff when I first graduated, I just, uh, parroted whatever I was hearing on the news or whatever I was reading in Time Magazine. I didn't, I didn't know anything.
4: Really, I really didn't know anything. Oh, that's so interesting. My dad used to tell me way, way back 40 years ago that uh, all his colleagues, he was a physician, read the Reader's Digest just so they would know what their patients were going to talk about. So what is your medical specialty? <laughs> that's so funny. Uh,
6: but Now it's prevention. Uh, my medical specialty is internal medicine. I do uh, just adult disease, and then for many years I've specialized in mostly uh, women, menopause, osteoporosis, Uh, those conditions. So that's why my book is focused on women and and particularly women's health for women over 40. So there's there's osteoporosis, there's menopausal symptoms, there's a surprisingly big sex chapter. I I said to my editor, I'm not going to write about sex because I don't write about sex. And
4: she said, if you're writing to women over 40, you're going to write about sex. Yes, yes, and you call your chapter 50 Shades of Green. I did not miss that. Well, I was hoping that people might read it if it was called Fifty Shades of Green. Oh, they
6: did, they did, yes. <laughs> so that's been a lot of fun. I actually start my my lectures that way. You know, don't fall asleep. There's some really good stuff in here. So,
4: yeah, that well, was I uh, mean, that was. I, just I know, know there's a lot of research about male sexuality and a plant based diet. That it oh, really yeah. can prevent or, or even reverse erectile dysfunction, this sort of thing. It also can improve prostate health. But how about for women's sexuality?
6: Oh, there is great data on men. You know, but for men and women, it's, it's really the same thing. You know, for men, uh, the, the blood vessels that are feeding that important part of the body are the size of a coffee stirrer, just a typical coffee stirrer. The blood vessels around the heart are the size of an ordinary drinking straw, and the blood vessels that go up to the brain are the size of a um, smoothie straw, like a big straw. Yes. So you can see that a fellow would have erectile dysfunction, and then as he clogs the pipes a little further, he'll have a heart attack, and then finally he's at risk for a stroke so it 's similar with women. you do need really good blood flow so that you can get adequate engorgement of tissues and lubrication. Um, all of that relies on on uh, on good blood flow and your hormones really stabilize out beautifully when you 're not eating a lot of animals and disrupting your hormone levels and and The other great thing that women get is just a better body image because vegans are forty pounds lighter on average than the average um, meat-eater or omnivore. So it's a lot easier to feel better about yourself when you're, you know, in a, uh, in a private, intimate situation when you look good.
4: Absolutely. You know, it's it so interesting to see what's happening in the big picture, that statistic that vegans, you said 40 pounds thinner? Than yeah, 40 pounds average. thinner. So when I became it's a thin- vegan back in the 80s, it was 15 pounds thinner because people <laughs> weren't fat. <laughs> Like, oh like they are now. Now, I mean, I was, but I, I was unusual. And <laughs> Now I'm, I'm unusual.
6: Yes. You were just enjoying all the pleasures of life, Victoria.
4: <laughs> you no, know, but not the pleasures of feeling good about myself. And that's that's what I got after I became vegan and made some other changes. Now, you say something in, in Waste Away that I agree with. You say lots of things in Waste Away that I agree with. But one chapter just made my heart sing and that is called the art of not snacking. Because oh, yes. I don't know how it is for most people, but for me with a history of binge eating and compulsive eating, I need to eat when it's time to eat and live when it's time to live. So what's your take on to snack or not to snack?
6: Yeah, I'm a, I am really think that people should avoid snacking. The, uh, the, the data on snacking... Um, You know, it just shows that the more that we snack, pretty much the more you eat, the more you eat. You know, and it's hard to choose really great, healthy, low-calorie snacks to sort of tide you over between meals, if you will, because most of the time, for a little while, it works. You choose a little fruit or raw vegetables, but then after a while, you're hitting the vending machine, and you're just sort of satisfying, scratching an itch, or just you know, satisfying this small urge. And food is always better when you're hungry, and it's better to to wait until you're at a meal time to eat. Um, there's there's some idea that snacking is a problem, but also the uh, the problem of um, of, of allowing yourself to have multiple opportunities to eat. If you limit the amount of time and the number of exposures you give yourself to food, studies definitely show that you stay thinner over time. So a, a, a three-meal-a-day gal, a two-meal-a-day gal is going to be far thinner over time than the gal who's snacking you know, breakfast, lunch, before they go to bed and then exposing themselves to food six or seven times a
4: day. Well, hallelujah, Sister Mary. That's just so great to hear. I'm usually the lone voice on that. I just know that for me, with with my history of food being a great appetizer, I can be thinking about something else. And this is even back 30 years ago when when I had such terrible trouble with food. I could be fine, and then I'd have a little something to eat, and all of a sudden – I was into food instead of whatever I had been involved in before, so. Ah,
6: yeah. Oh, see, I thought you were going to say food is a great appetizer, that you would think about food and it would prepare you for eating food, but it wouldn't, you wouldn't actually eat it. I like that idea, food as a great appetizer. Like just uh, just uh, that you don't have to. Like I say that in my book, if you feel like you have to take a nap, do you have to just lie down right this very instant and have a little nap? Or can you just recognize that you didn't get enough sleep last night and then when you go home, go to bed early? You know, certainly most of us make the second choice. You know, yeah. we have all kinds of urges we suppress. So we don't have to hop up and respond to every little inkling to eat that we get. you know, There's, there's yes. something to be said for just not snacking. I love to think about fasting and limiting exposures to food. I love to
4: think about that. And then it's so good when you have it. So tell us what you eat. People always want to know what, what the author eats. What does the
6: author eat? <laughs> well, I love to eat fruit for breakfast. This morning I was very hungry because I did a bunch of just good physical labor yesterday. I'm a little, my arms are a little sore from all the heavy lifting, actually. So I ate, uh, I ate a piece of toast with some, with one of those vegan sausages on it from Morningstar Farms. Those are so good. It's so good with a, with a little bit of mustard. And then uh, for lunch, a bowl of lentil soup and a, a can of uh, spinach to go with it. And oh, and some dried mangoes. So, tonight, I have no idea. I think probably like a quick Mexican dinner because I have to go do a talk at the uh hospital to this evening. so so it's a busy day for me.
4: What oh, sounds really good, and the reason I love to ask my guests what they eat is that we're not eating yeast encrusted. A fungus, I mean, you know. Oh, yeah, <laughs> she, no, no. Really good food. Mexican food is so great. Somebody was telling me earlier about. Um, she was looking up vegan restaurants, and because she lives in California, the vegan restaurants, some of them seem to be kind of hippy trippy, and maybe not, you know, what her husband would enjoy. So she looked up gluten free and found all these Italian restaurants that that she didn't know about. So, oh, what a did, great idea. I can find food anywhere,
6: and I think all the Mexican converts so easily to to plant based. All of the Italian is easy, I, and and actually one of my favorite places to eat in town. You're just going to laugh is the steakhouse because they have the most delicious baked potato, and they have this really delicious bread. <laughs> so when I'm in the mood to just have a great meal, I get a side of mushrooms and the baked potato and a huge salad, and I have this great dinner at the steakhouse. <laughs> So, Sounds
4: wonderful. And then no people really, really say, weird. Oh yes, yeah, she's weird. She won't go eat where we want to go. You yeah, know, yeah so
6: I don't think I, I think you can stick out like a sore thumb, but you can figure out how not to do that. You know, there's I, I have a whole chapter on that on just fitting in. And then um well and then Tess Chalice. Are you familiar with Tess Chalice, the vegan chef? She's out in Colorado? No. Where uh Oh, well, we we just finished a cookbook. It's in its final editing, and it'll be, gosh, ready in a week or two. So Excited. it's uh, going to be um, Get Wasted oh, <laughs> with 100 Addictively Delicious Vegan uh, Entrees. Because dinner is always the tricky part, so...
4: It is. Oh, and there's so much in in this book, in Waste Away. It's just adorable. Plus, you have lots and lots of wonderful recipes. You've got at least one um, donated from Chef AJ, whom we know and love. So this is really, really a book that everybody needs to have on the shelf and in the kitchen. Is there a website or somewhere that uh, people could go to find out more about you? Oh,
6: yes, of course. I'm at drmarymd.com, so d-r-m-a-r-y-m-d.com, and we'll have the new book up there and on Amazon soon, and then there's also another book with great tools for vegans. I think that's going to come out uh, in
4: time for summer camp,
6: <laughs> so I'll show you one there, but on am using fruit jars for your vegan lifestyle.
4: Using fruit so, jars for your vegan
6: lifestyle. Yeah, it's going to be really fun and quirky. I'm putting it Together with my fabulous boyfriend. And uh, we're going to use them for storage, but also as transport for drinks and salads and all kinds of ideas.
4: Oh, that sounds fun. And that's different.
6: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Love the difference.
4: And you are at Dr. Mary MD on Twitter. Yes. And I love Twitter, love the little tiny 140 characters. And you are going to be in New York City. For the yes, seed. I'm going to be in New York City.
6: I can't wait to uh, I can't wait to be back in New York City.
4: Well, I, I know we have listeners from all over, everywhere, but for people who are here in my town, that weekend of the Seed is May 18th and 19th of 2013, and uh, you can hear Dr. Mary Clifton. You can hear me, and we just love to meet you there and do some hanging out. Yeah, I hope they put
6: our tables near each other so that if it's slow, it won't be slow. But in some fantasy of mine, I'll have time to visit with you during the day.
4: Yeah, well, (laughs) I think the idea of any of these veg conferences being slow is something that might have been the way it was 20 years ago, but not now. I think we're putting 2,000 uh, Main Street Vegan radio bookmarks in the goodie bags. And that is a lot of folks who are... Veg curious, if not part of that 2.5%, <laughs> or all the way down. Well, you're just <laughs> wow. delightful. The book is absolutely beautiful. Waste away, Mary Clifton, MD, uh-huh. and Chelsea Thank M. You. Clinton, MD. And our first guest was Lanny Muelrath. Her book is Fit Quickies. So check out both of these wonderful books, both of these wonderful women. Thank you so much for being part of our show today, guests and listeners. Thanks for being part of Main Street Vegan of Unity Online Radio. And until we meet again, God bless you and eat your veggies.
3: Thank you for listening to Main Street Vegan. Join us every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time as Victoria Moran entertains, educates, and inspires you on your vegan journey.
5: Inspiration only takes a moment. As Reverend Felicia Blanco Cerce points out in her book, Do Greater Things,
0: there is the potential for joy, wholeness, and expansiveness designed into every moment. And the miracle is when
1: we recognize the constant presence of these qualities all around us. Once we see what is possible, our lives then
5: begin to change.
7: This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM. The Voice of an Awakening World. You've seen Reality TV. Well, now get ready for Reality Radio. It's raw, unpredictable, and completely unscripted. Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels follows the lives of four people each season as they face their fears and overcome challenges. Listen in weekly and follow along as they take each faithful step on their journey. Learn what it takes to really heal your life. Dr. Chris Michaels shows you how to expect specific and measurable results from prayer. He says we must place a demand upon consciousness. We don't hope to get what we pray for. We expect it. As a 25-year veteran in the New Thought Movement, Dr. Chris has helped thousands of people find their way to success and healing. His faith is unshakable, and his commitment to helping others heal through the power of prayer is extraordinary. Don't miss Reality Radio, Healing Your Life with Dr. Chris Michaels, live Mondays at 11 a.m. Central Time on Unity Online Radio.